I know that you're busy, right? Moms are busy. We're just, we're juggling lots of things. But that doesn't mean that you have to feel stressed and overwhelmed as you walk it out every day. So I want to give you three time management techniques that are going to help you find balance as you're juggling all of those many moving pieces. So grab a pen and a piece of paper so you can take notes and let's dig in. Mama, welcome to the Nurse Mom Podcast, where you're going to learn how to ditch the mom stress through renewed mindsets, healthy habits, and balanced nutrition. God is calling you to a life of peace, joy, and rest, even during this crazy season when kids are tugging at your legs, you can't get a minute to yourself, and you feel like you have a million things to do. So if you are ready to leave the stress and busyness behind and step into the goodness that God has for you and your family, then you are in the right place. So set those kiddos up with some Legos, some Play-Doh, or whatever is going to keep them engaged for the next 20 minutes while we dig into today's show. Let's do it. thinking a lot lately about balance and what that means, um, if you haven't noticed from all of my recent podcast episodes. And whether you call it balance or you call it something else, I think that feeling is something that we can all relate to. That feeling that we're not going to be crushed under the pressure of all of the things that we feel like we have to do and all the things that we're expected to do. And I think a big piece of this is being intentional that we don't overcommit. And we've spoke about this. I spoke about this in a previous podcast, right? We need to make sure that we're not taking on too much because the goal isn't to do it all, to do all the things. Oh my gosh, my husband keeps making fun of me because I can't stop using that phrase, all of the things. I have no idea where I picked it up from, but but I use it like 20 times a day. And he's like, really, really, can we stop? But I mean, it just fits so well in so many different circumstances. So the goal isn't to do all of the things, right? The goal is to do what God is calling you to do and to do it well. But sometimes, even when we're not overcommitted, we still feel overwhelmed. It's all stuff that God may be calling you to, but you're still like drowning in it all and it's still overwhelming and you still feel anxious. It still feels like too much. And we often find ourselves in places where the important things are getting left out, right? We get in a habit of neglecting some areas of our lives while giving other areas too much attention. And then we feel unbalanced. Because in order to feel balanced, we have to be giving the various parts of our lives, the various pieces of our lives, the right amount of attention. And when we're not, when we're neglecting those areas, we can feel it for sure. So how can we be intentional to nourish all of the things that God is calling us to without feeling like crazy overwhelmed? And I think it really all comes down to time management. Time management is one of the most important skills that we can learn as humans. 
and don't get me wrong, I think that there are many other skills that come first, like that have to do with our relationships and things like that. But time management is really important. Ephesians 5, 15 through 16 tells us, look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of your time because the days are evil. And the Greek word for walk is also translated as to make one's way, to make due use of opportunity. And what more opportunities do we have than how to use our time? And it's also um, equivalent to the Hebrew word for to live, which means how you regulate and conduct yourself. So how we walk, how we live, how we take advantage of opportunities, a lot of it comes down to how we use our time. So how can we manage our time effectively? How can we make the best use of our time? Well, if you've been around here for a minute, you've heard me talk about habits and routines, right? These are automated behaviors, things that we automatically do. And it's important to build habits and routines around the things that God is calling us to, the things that are going to bring nourishment to your life. But even when we create these habits and routines, if we spend all of our time doing certain habits and routines and neglecting others, we're still not going to feel balanced because balance is spending the right amount of time, the right amount of focus on all the things that God is calling us to. So we can't be just hyper-focused on certain areas. And this is where the strategy of rhythms comes in. So the definition for rhythm is a strong, regular, repeated pattern of movement or a systematic arrangement of musical sounds. So when we're talking time management, rhythm is the systematic arrangement of routines and habits that is regular and repeated. It's how your routines and habits are going to repeat throughout your day, throughout your week, your month, and your year. When we create systematic rhythms, we feel balanced because we're making sure that each area of our lives is getting the attention that it needs. Each area of our life is playing the right part in our rhythm. And I like to think of our life rhythm as a song. Sometimes the beat is intense and it's fast. Sometimes the beat and the tempo is slow and mellow. And that's just similar to our days and our weeks, right? Sometimes we have to move fast. Sometimes we're busy and there are things that we have to get done. But then we also have to remember that sometimes we're supposed to be slow and mellow. We're supposed to rest. There needs to be a variation because if it was always the same tempo, it wouldn't feel right. But all of these pieces, all of these different tempos, they all combine to make one beautifully balanced song. And guys, God created this world with rhythms built in, right? We have the rhythm of day and night, the rhythms of work and rest, the rhythms of, you know, celebration and and work time and harvests and, and seasons and the seven days of the week with the Sabbath. And there's so many rhythms around us that play out just naturally in creation. And we can like model after God's design as we create our own rhythms that are going to work in our lives. 
Okay, so how do you create a rhythm that will balance all of the moving pieces of your life? How can you arrange your routines, your habits, and your tasks in a way that's going to work so that you feel balanced, so you feel at peace, so you feel like you got it under control? So I've got three strategies for you. The first one I have been absolutely loving lately and like completely embracing, it's the strategy of rotation. All right, so you're a busy mom. You've got a lot going on. You're trying to manage your household, your relationships, your relationship with God and your family and your community, your health, your physical health, your spiritual health, all of the tasks, um, all of the logistics of getting people places, cooking food, all of the things. And we try frantically to fit it all in every day and every week. And we end up feeling rushed and overwhelmed. But I have a secret for you. You don't necessarily have to fit all the things in every day, every week. Because quite frankly, there usually isn't enough time. But this is where the strategy of rotation comes in. So I'm going to give you a couple of real life examples to show you how this plays out. So there was a time when I played with my kids first thing in the morning, every morning. And it was really nice and they really liked it and I liked it. But, you know, life changes and Silas is sleeping in later and just we're busier and I don't know, life changes. And now it's just not realistic every day to wake up and spend an hour playing. But honestly, I do love it. Like Silas just turned nine and he still loves to play like imaginary play. So today we set up like a Pokemon arena and took out all of our Pokemon stuffed animals and we had battles and it was like really nice. I love to spend that time with him, but it's not realistic to do that every single morning. But I definitely don't want to get rid of that altogether. So what I'm doing is rotating it with my exercise routine. So one morning I get up and I exercise right away and then I do some cleaning while the kids have independent play. But then the next day we wake up and we all come together and we play together before we move on to the next thing. And we rotate this every day except for like Sundays, you know, not every single day. But um, this is the rhythm of our week. And by rotating those two routines, I get my exercise in and I get that special time in with my kids without feeling overwhelmed and rushed like I would feel if I tried to cram both of those things into every morning. So another example where I use the strategy of rotation is with my cleaning. Like there is no way I can get to every task every single day. And I mean, I guess I could, but then I wouldn't have time to spend with God. I wouldn't have that time when my husband got home to devote to him. I wouldn't have time playing with my kids and time for homeschool and all of the things, all of the things, (laughs) right? I wouldn't if I tried to get every single cleaning task done every day. So I have specific times throughout my day where I plug in cleaning routines. So before dinner, I always sweep. But guys, I'm not sweeping the whole house. It's just not realistic. So instead, I'm rotating rooms. So one day, it's the kitchen and the dining room. The next day, it's the playroom and the office. And I don't know how the living room gets done. My husband always seems to do that one. (laughs) But I would totally throw that one into the rotation too. And I haven't had to. So, But my point is, 
I'm not getting overwhelmed trying to sweep all of the rooms every day. I'm rotating them. And yes, sometimes that means that my kitchen floor isn't spotless. But what it does mean is that I have time for time with my kids, time with my husband, time for God, time for all the things, time for all the things. (laughs) So I'm not neglecting different areas of my life trying to get all the sweeping done every day. Another example is our summer schedule. So guys, it's summer. Yay, I'm so excited. And we love going to the beach, or maybe more correctly, I love going to the beach. But the kids will, the kids like it once we get there. But they don't love the ride. So we're like an hour and a half away from the ocean. And as I'm kind of making rhythms and routines for the summer, going an hour and a half every week to the ocean feels like a little bit overwhelming. Um, because there's other things that we want to do. I want to make sure that we have time for rest and I'm not putting too much pressure on us to do fun things. But really, I do want to get to the beach. So what we're doing is rotating local lakes with the ocean. So one week we'll go to the lake, the next week we'll go to the ocean. And that makes me feel balanced because I'm getting in the things that I really want to do, but I'm not pushing myself too far. So this idea of rotation also plays out on like a daily basis with the kids. So for the kids, I kind of feel like we're in a rotation of, you know, they play a little, then they work a little, maybe I ask them to do some chores, and then they have a snack. I feel like the rotation is play, work, food. And it works well because if I ask them to do all of the chores that they needed to do all at once, like they have a fit and they get really overwhelmed. But if we create a rhythm of it, if it's a little bit of play, a little bit of work, a little bit of snacks, then it just seems to work really well. So we use that that rotation throughout the day. And then I also use it with our homeschooling. So, you know, one day we'll focus on language arts and reading and the next day we'll focus on math. And like we'll have other things thrown in there as well. And some days we'll do both the days, but the focus is on the one thing that day to make sure that's what we're getting done. That's what we're pouring into. And if we didn't get to the other one, I'm not over overwhelmed because I know that we're rotating and tomorrow we'll like focus on language arts and get that all done. So I definitely use this this strategy of rotation, you know, throughout my weeks, throughout my days. So just remember, you don't have to do the thing every day. You don't have to do the thing every week. You can find a rhythmic balance by rotating the things that you're called to do, a rhythmic balance that works for you and your family. Okay, so strategy number two is the strategy of task partitioning. And I know that you've heard this concept before. It's when we break larger tasks or projects into smaller, more manageable tasks so that they're not overwhelming. So this is great for projects like painting the kitchen or planting a garden, things that you really need to break down in order to have a plan. But I find it most effective in everyday life. So for a real life example, our daily chores. So I used to try to have everybody do like all of their daily chores at the beginning of the day. And it really was super stressful. The kids complained, like we talked about, like trying to get them to do all the things at once. And it went, most of the time it went longer than we planned. So then we had less time for our Bible study, less time for school, less time for the other things that we wanted to do. So now instead of doing this one 
big task with all of the various cleaning elements at one time, I'm breaking it into smaller tasks that we do throughout the day so it's more manageable. And so I don't get like sidetracked and lose my focus and end up spending way too much time doing our chores and don't have time for the other things. Another example of this is um, our homeschool work. So if I give Silas all of his math work for the day, he gets like so overwhelmed, like starts like yelling at us and like, you guys are too loud. You need to be quiet. Even if we like send them into another room and, you know, so he just, he looks at it and it's just really overwhelming for him. But if we split it into two smaller size tasks and he does the textbook lesson and then the workbook pages, it's way more manageable for him and our life goes so much better. Another example of doing this that is like my favorite is my bathroom cleaning. So guys, my shower used to be like, my upstairs bathroom was like pretty disgusting maybe. I don't know. It was not clean. I was really, really bad at keeping the upstairs bathroom clean because it just was kind of like overwhelming. Like I don't want to spend an hour a week cleaning the bathroom because then I, instead of an hour, ends up as an hour and a half. And then the kids are all upset because they want my attention. And my husband's like, why are you spending all of your time doing that? The kids need you. And it just didn't work out. So instead, what I do is I break the bathroom cleaning into smaller 15-minute tasks and I rotate them every other day. So every other day, I'm spending time cleaning my bathroom for 15 minutes. But one day I'm doing the toilet. Then the next day I'm doing the counters in the sinks. The next day I'm sweeping and dusting. And then the next day I'm washing the shower. And even the shower I break into smaller chunks. Like one week I scrub one portion and the next week I scrub the other side. So it's not overwhelming and I'm not spending all of my time doing this because I really don't like doing it. But this way when I split it into the manageable tasks, guys, it's clean. Like my bathroom is clean and I'm not spending all of my time cleaning my bathroom. Um, So I don't know if you noticed there, I actually combined the two strategies, the strategy of task partitioning when I broke up the bathroom cleaning into smaller tasks with the strategy of rotating. So, you know, win-win, double strategy. Okay, so your last strategy, strategy number three, is a version of the Pomodoro technique. So the Pomodoro technique is a time management strategy that uses a timer to break your work into intervals. And originally, this um, usually is like a 25-minute work session with a five-minute break. And this is so perfect for, one, helping you stay focused because you know that you have to get it done in a certain amount of time. And two, helping you be realistic with your time. So you could think that it takes you 20 minutes to do a task, and if you're not putting a timer on and paying attention to the time, for all you know, it's really taking 40 minutes, and then you're like, where did the time go? I feel like I'm in like a black hole of like a time pit. Like my whole day is gone, right? So this strategy is super helpful to help you stay on track. And it really works well for like those open-ended tasks, like cleaning. I mean, I don't know about you, but I feel like I could probably spend forever cleaning my house and I wouldn't ever be done because there's always more that can get done. And I feel like it's really easy to get sucked in. 
So using a timer really helps you to not spend too much time on certain tasks while neglecting other tasks, leaving you feeling unbalanced, right? And you certainly do not have to use the Pomodoro technique where it's 25 minutes of work, five minutes of breaks. You get to decide, you know, how long your work sessions, your work intervals are. So if you want to spend 20 minutes cleaning, set a timer. And when that timer goes off, then you're done. You're done for the day or you're done for that session. Um, You know, if you're in the middle of sweeping the floor, finish sweeping the floor and then be done. So I set a timer for all of my cleaning. I set a timer for my shower. And like, I get it. Like showers are relaxing and sometimes it's okay to spend a ton of time in the shower because you're like alone and it's peaceful and it's warm. And like, I totally get that. But sometimes I just want my shower to be a shower. I just want to get clean and then I want to get out and do the other things. And setting a timer really helps me stay on track and not get like sidetracked with all of the warm water. (laughs) Start daydreaming. Um, I set a timer with my makeup. Um, I started wearing a little bit of makeup again recently now that my kids are older and I have a little more capacity to do that. But I don't want to spend too much time doing my makeup because it's just not really a priority for me. So I set a timer to keep me on track. Like there are so many things you can set a timer for that will help you to stay on track, to stay focused, and to make sure you're spending the right amount of time on the right things. All right, so three strategies to help you to feel balanced, to help you create a rhythm of life that is balanced and feels good for you and spends time on the right things. Number one, the strategy of rotation. You don't have to do all of the things every day. You don't have to do that thing every week. You can find a rhythm that works for you. Number two, the strategy of task partitioning. Split your larger tasks into smaller, more manageable tasks so that you're not spending too much time in one area. And number three, learn from the Pomodoro technique. Break your work into timed intervals and use a timer so that you're realistic with your time, you're focused, and you don't get sucked into the pit of never-ending cleaning or whatever it is for you. All right, I hope that that was helpful and that it blessed you. And I wanna ask you for a favor. So I want to make an episode with all of the best mom hacks and I want to hear from you. We all have different strengths. We all have different insights and if we can share our wisdom collectively, I think we can really help each other grow and to get this mom thing done right. So I'm going to leave a link for you to leave me a voice message or to email me in the show notes. And if you leave me a voice message, you may be featured on the podcast. So um, check out the links below, connect with me, and let me know what works for you, what makes your life easier, what are your mom hacks. All right, I pray that the Lord blesses you and your family this week. I pray that he gives you wisdom to use your time wisely and that he helps you to feel that balance and that peace that comes with, you know, that truly just comes from him, but letting him guide you and how you live out your life. God bless. Real quick before you go, if this podcast blessed you or inspired you in any way, could you please take a minute to write a review on Apple Podcast? Writing a review is the number one way that you can help me to reach more moms just like you. And reading your reviews truly inspires me and encourages me to keep doing this work. 
Also, don't forget to connect with other like-minded mamas in our Facebook community so that we can encourage and uplift each other on this journey. The link to the Facebook group is in the show notes. Thank you for listening and may your heart overflow with God's peace and love. God bless.